Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Today's Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here with Dennis David. We're here at the Zonic um, Cybersecurity event in Dublin. So, Dennis, tell us a bit about your background. Hey, um, yep, I'm a data security person and has been working in the um, IT and security industry for a little over 25 years. Um, I run a company both in the United States and here in Ireland and uh, was the one of the speakers here for the event. Right, so tell us a bit about, I know when you book bears, mine is IoT and how it's going to be basically the brain of our lives. Uh, yeah, the IoT is really making me nervous. The amount of endpoints, the amount of poorly maintained operating systems and patching, which is going to be impossible. The fact that end users have no control of the operating system and, and have, technically don't have access to even log into a lot of these devices. They just automatically call home and connect up to a, an existing service. It, it's, a, it's a nightmare. Um, and it, it's, a ni- it's not a future nightmare. It's a nightmare right now. We've already proven with the hack that took place in the eastern United States, it's not a, it's not a future problem. It's 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 right now. Yeah, I remember last week at a conference in Infosec last week. One of the, one of the audience asked one of the speakers about that can this uh, bridge start World War Three? <laughs> yeah, and I, I believe it's not a not a question. Um, it, it's actually a very po- good probability. It, it's it, you think of a 2016 version of War Games. Yeah, um, it's it's the the inability to control these things. It's uh, like equivalent to the Wild Wild West in the states before uh, before the law came. Yeah. it's you're just you're in a you're in a really bad situation, and unfortunately, the people that are supposed to be at the wheel aren't. So you guys, right now we're like Dodge City. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. we're Dodge City, and and unfortunately, we don't have Wyatt Ear, uh, Wyatt Earp to come in and uh, manage the uh, manage the, cra- the the craziness that's about to ensue. Well, for me, what's scary is that uh, right now everyone's got an IT device in the pocket already with the smartphones, and that connects to other things as well, like wearables and everything else. So, how do you make sure all that's going to be secure? And you really don't. I mean, right now they're they're connecting over Bluetooth. Bluetooth, by default, is a, a non-encrypted opera, uh, non-encrypted um, communication stream. So, again, there there really isn't any way to stop the. Um, Interception and 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 or interference with the signal. Um, the only thing that you do when you're joining up two Bluetooth devices is it gives you a pre uh, a pre shared key technically, which is like a six digit number that you type in. It's not hard to guess those. It's not hard to not hard to break that or intercept the communication anyway. So um, there's really it's it's a scary situation, especially when you consider these Internet of Things medical providers. They're talking about pacemakers to talk to your cell phone. Yeah, they're going to do that with Bluetooth. They're, they're going to do that with various pretty much any wireless communication, unless it's fully encrypted. We're in we're in bad shape. Well, I'm worried about something like lighting and power power plants being controlled by IoT. How secure will they be? Um, again, unless they're doing a full encryption tunnel, and and which is possible, and some of them do, but that's the people that are that's the, the people that are being a little bit more. Um, they're doing their due diligence. They're doing their homework. But a lot of the IoT providers, they're just taking a single board computer, throwing a wireless or or G or uh, um, mobile card in it. 
firing it up, hooking up their hooking it up the sensors and letting it rip. I mean, it's scary. You you could technically have. I, I was at the IoT event yesterday, and I was watching a uh, demonstration of a guy that was able to turn on and off fans and and change the change outcome based on input that the the sensor received the input it came to their system and then they sent an action item back to the device none of this was encrypted this was all an open but open internet transmissions i mean ssl maybe but ssl is a joke these days we can crack that with our cell phones i think yesterday i saw a few guys are giving talks the most of us seen was nothing new i'm thinking you're not you're not trying to educate me that we know but but how do you guarantee it's secure? They couldn't guarantee that at all. Well, they can't. There is no guarantee right now. I mean, the they're they're working with a basically an unsupportable platform. They they've got thousands of these devices in the field. They have no real way of forcing updates. They have no real way of updating them. Um, and without your without having um, some way to control these devices and, and ensure updates are done. You, you're, you've got open holes that anybody can manipulate and, and did and have. Yeah. We just saw a guy who started telling me, our data is stored in China. I'm going, okay, why is that Why is that a good thing? Because you know right now how China is with a way control of the internet and data. How do you, why is it a good thing to have it there? Yep. And th- that's a big question you always have to ask when you sign up for a service or you get a, get a new product. You need to ask them, where is my data stored? How is it stored? Who will have access to it, and what is the privacy uh, the standards around it? I mean, again, it, it's China lets anything in; they let nothing out. Yeah. So the, there's there's a the Great Wall of China is not just a a wall; it's actually their firewall that manages the entire government and entire the, the, all access in. So yeah, you 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 have to take you have to take the time to ask the questions and make sure that you understand what you're talking about and what, what they're going to do with your data. Because when you get an SLA agreement from a company, I always, I always ask them, tell me where data is stored, what country it's in, and what, I don't know the exact location, but you tell me where it's in, and it's in, it's in a place where there'll be no tsunamis, no tower, nothing else, or no sudden regime change. Yeah, and then, again, it's you're 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 in a crapshoot. There's there's no real way to tell unless you ask, and when you do ask, you know you're you're dependent upon them to tell you the truth because in, in in reality, with IoT, you will not know where it's going because you have no way of seeing the interface to see where it's actually talking to. Yes, I saw another guy telling me proudly, "Oh, our data, we use Azure, as if that's going to be." He said, "That's great, but you can." Tammy, that's going to reassure me that it's all safe. Yeah, I, I, I talked to the same guy yesterday, and, and it was a pretty pretty quick conversation. He told me, I asked him what security he used. He's like, well, we use Azure Cloud, and Azure does all of our security. I'm like, so you're basically telling me you use basic SSL for all of your encryption. You have no, you have nothing else. And that, by the way, SSL is only, only encrypting it while it's in transit, while it's sitting on the, their servers. It's sitting in clear. It's sitting yeah. in clear text, and that uh, also asking the same guy. Well, are you setting up separate databases for each customer? Are you segregating the data in a physical way? Oh no, no, no. They all goes into the same database. Um, uh, that was when I said thank you very much, and I walked on to the next booth. Yeah, the rest of them said Azure said Solomon didn't know. When we said that's it, that's fine. That to me says uh, no, uh, you're not worth talking to. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, 
Azure in itself isn't a bad thing. No. But it the the bad thing is is if you're depending upon someone to someone else that has no vested interest in your data to protect your data, you're 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 definitely building your hand you're building your house on a sandbar yeah I look at it each thing you're building is going to be blocks and one block is Azure that, that, that's fine but on top of that you got to build your own security don't rely on what they give you absolutely I mean if you think about it even even facilities such as Amazon uh, with the AWS or with Google with their hosting, any of these GoDaddy, if they are actually doing encryption, the encryption is not for you. The encryption is for them. They're protecting themselves against um, you being able to sue them for leaks or whatever. Yeah. It's not for you because when you get the data, it's in clear. Yeah. You're, you're, the encryption doesn't go to your end. It's just encrypted while it's sitting on their server. Guess who owns the security on that? Them. So it, it's not for you. It's for them. So if you're going to use a service like AWS with the uh, the storage or Azure or any of these, if you if you have sensitive data, if you have data that that cannot be um, it's, it's too risky to, to leave in the clear, then you need to have your own encryption system and your own protection system in place. Well, I recommend long-term use your own NASBOX and store it locally yourself so you know where it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, make sure if you're going to store data, make sure you have a way to control it. Yeah, and if you've got NASBOX in your own little office, hidden away, and uh, any of your employees can access that, that's fine. As long as you need to know where it is, at least that way. You make sure the security is done year-end. Yep, and I mean, a lot of the small companies, the SMBs and and the small mom-and-pop places, can't necessarily afford or don't have the skills to do their own security. And then at that point... You got to you got to weigh the risks and you got to weigh the costs and if if your data is sensitive enough and and, and you're concerned enough about it, then hire a consultant, hire someone to take care of it for you. But d- don't ignore it because it's not a problem that'll go away on its own. It'll just get worse if if the data is left around, laying around. Well, in two years' time, with the new with the new rules coming in. You gotta have somebody on your company with payroll that actually takes care of all your data. Absolutely. According to the new EU regs, you're supposed to have a data uh, compliance agent yeah. on your on your books. Um, and a big thing to consider is cybersecurity and compliance are two different animals. They're related, but they're not the same. They're not the same at all. Um, compliance. Is, is or state computer the security is actually a piece of the compliance, but not the entire thing. You'll have a security person and you'll have a compliance officer, and and the only one you fiduciary have to have based on the the new act is you have to have the data secu- data protection agent. Um, it's the fines are big, and I think the way that the um, they're talking about they're going to organize it. The partial amount, part of the money that the organization that enforces this is going to have is by collection of fines and fees that they do for finding people that are in violation. So that's going to make them hungry, and they're going to go out looking for you. Well, that's good. That means that in the long term, it's good for for the general public. Yeah, it should be. But the 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 only thing is, is just because you meet the compliance doesn't mean you're actually secure. What it means is, is you've met the minimum requirement. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually a secure a secure situation. You've got who's writing these rules? 
government people for the yeah. most part. Most of the government people, sometimes they talk to security people or, or get input, but a lot of times they just write regulations just because they can write regulations. Or they go on Wikipedia and look at Wikipedia and that's what... It's got to be true. I found it on the yeah. internet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thanks so much for that, Dennis. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Great.